Was the earthquake in Turkey prophesied in the Bible? Is China preparing an EMP attack? Are vaccines going edible? And last but not least, was I wearing lipstick a few weeks ago? All this and more today on End Time. Welcome to the End Time Show. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. We're taking your calls today. The number to join us is 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Many of you have been alarmed about the China spy balloon. We're going to talk a little bit about it today and how it might be preparation for an EMP attack from China on the United States. And then how in the world does all that tie in with Bible prophecy? And should you be scared out of your mind or not? First of all, no, you shouldn't be. But we'll get more into that as the show goes on. Doug, I think it's most important that we start with the lipstick thing because we have people calling in going, hey, is that bald guy wearing lipstick? I guess I'm, I'm the glad. bald guy now and not Doug anymore. Right. Is that an upgrade or a downgrade? I don't know, but I'm glad that you're that they distinguished us between. Well, the, the lips two. Cer certainly <laughs> certainly was a separator. Yeah, uh, I had extremely chapped lips, and yeah, um, it looked kind of like lipstick. Mm -hmm. And there were some people troubled that maybe we were going like uh, like the uh, LGBTQ plus <laughs> on them, or yeah, Grammy presentation. So uh, no, uh, you will never catch me wearing lipstick ever. So you don't have to worry about that. If there were a day where I came into here with lipstick on, they would not let me walk in here and be on camera. They would tie me down if that's what it took. <laughs> I can assure you of that. That is not going to be what's happening here at End Time. So all you people that are calling in with your prayers and your concerns, I mean, there are people really concerned about us, Doug. It sounded to me like it was a whole study group that was watching the program that were upset about it, but it definitely was not. I can vouch for him. It was yeah. not. No lipstick here. I am um, never going to be that guy. Um, but anyway, this EMP attack is upon us potentially, Doug, and people are concerned about it. Mm -hmm. um, I know we're going to dive it, dive off into it, but you know, right out of the gate, it's, I think people are going to want to know what in the world does EMP stand for, and of course, it's an electromagnetic pulse attack, mm -hmm. and it sounds pretty scary. Yeah, I mean. Uh that particular circumstance, you know, that could be a dry run to do something like that. That's what the, the article talks about, and that's what the news has been talking about. And it is something, I mean, it takes out our power grids, basically. It can mm -hmm. shut down all our electricity, which means that it can shut down vehicles because vehicles run off of computers now, and uh, it could keep us from being able to fire our weapons if we were attacked and things like that. Weapons, I mean, like nuclear warheads and things like that. And a lot of our... Uh, military uh, equipment run on electronics just like everything else. This I show. Mean, yeah. And so, you know, Texas I mean. Texas is a, on a grid. Yes, it is. Yeah, you're right. So, and, uh, so anyway, I mean, it is concerning. We'll get into it a little bit later. And well, talk like about Doomsday more, Prophets are going to say, like, this is coming and you should be putting in solar panels and who knows what, uh, maybe maybe getting a windmill or yeah, I don't absolutely. know how you would get your power if if this would be the case. And I know there's plenty of people who are prepared out there. Yeah. And and are there are a lot of preppers that have, you know, solar power and wind power 
uh, abilities to generate electricity and things like that. So there are people that are prepared for things like that. And I think our military is prepared for stuff like that. I mean, even though they say we're not, listen, we are, we are decades ahead of where we think we really are, Vince. I mean, when we sit there, when the military shows us little clips of what we have, it's nothing really compared to what we really have. And so uh, they, you know, they are playing like maybe we don't have solutions to that. But I guarantee we got solutions to that when it comes to our military. So anyway, I wouldn't I wouldn't fret over that. But remember, Klaus Schwab also said that it would be more devastating to have some type of attack like that uh, than it would for COVID-19. So he said it would make the COVID crisis look small in comparison to uh, having a power grid attacked and things like that, you know. So, I mean, these are things that have been discussed. Well, Doug, I think there might be some Bible prophecy to help us process this EMP attack thing. I'm about to lay one on you. You've never heard this before. No, I haven't. I don't know where you're going with this, Vince. Well, so I'm, I'm, sitting, I'm standing here thinking, you know, like pe see. people are going to be concerned about this and, um, you know, perhaps rightfully so. But when I start thinking about the Mark of the Beast system, mm-hmm. That's impossible to pull off if there's a successful EMP attack on the world. Yeah, It's pretty hard to have a central banking system, a central identification system that is digital if things digital are down due to an EMP attack. Right. So how about that? Well, Prophet I mean, I'm, Norvell. I'm <laughs> don't go there. Um, so... It's interesting that you say that. We'll have to look into that a little bit later, maybe. I'm not going to go there now, and Why I may not? not ever go there. Well, because I have my own theories about some stuff about that. But we'll we'll oh, get into that later. Off-air so. conversations, Maybe huh? so, yeah. Okay. I definitely don't want to talk about it here. Well, maybe we would do like a special <laughs> show on End in Time Plus and say, if you really want to know Doug's thoughts. Maybe. I can't wait to hear about Man, it. Man, that would be scary. Inside Doug's head. That would huh. be scary. Let's move on. Let's move on. I, I guess we need to. I, I do want to remind you we're taking your calls. Um, if you want to try to pry this information out of Doug, give us a call and see what you can do. I, I'm obviously unsuccessful, but 877 end times the number to join us, 877-363-8463. Today we're going to be talking about a number of different things. Uh, was the earthquake in Turkey prophesied in the Bible? There's obviously major devastation that has happened there, and uh, that information is developing as we speak. And there are earthquakes that are quite devastating that are prophesied in the Bible. And we're going to look at that and see if that's what the Bible was talking about. Is China preparing an EMP attack? This uh, spy balloon, uh, weather balloon, whatever you want to call it, that was able to travel essentially the uh, width of the United States before being shot down. People are wondering, is this a, a, a run uh, for China to see what they could do with an EMP attack? And then vaccines being edible. Doug, we don't have a lot of time left in this segment, but um, edible vaccines? That means if I went to any restaurant and ate a salad mm -hmm. or whatever the food list is going to be, I think it's lettuce and spinach. Yeah. At least it's noted in the article we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. That means I could eat it without knowing it. Yes, it does. It actually sounds like that could happen. I don't know if that will happen, but it sounds like that that could happen. Is this an Alex Jones article? This is not. This is actually comes from uh, a couple of different sources, and one of them is a, a medical journal, so we'll just have to look at it. And I think it's the National Medical Journal and then also the University of California, mm -hmm. so it's, 
It's like it's not like it's coming from what people would typically label as far right conspiracy theorists. Right. And, this is and a legit study being done. Absolutely. And it, it has its origins in in a dark place that we talk about quite often. Mm. So we'll mention that too. All right. Well, don't forget to share this video if you are on Facebook. Be sure to comment and uh, give us a heart. It helps out a lot with breaking through their algorithms and getting to your friends. So pause for a second and hit the share button. Uh, we're going to go to a break, but you can give us a call 877 N times the number to join us, 877-363-8463. On the other side of the break, we're going to specifically be talking about whether or not this earthquake in Turkey was prophesied in the Bible. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. Time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 in time. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Don't forget, we are taking a tour to Israel in a few months. There are 30-some spots left available, and they are filling up. So if you would like to join us in Israel, Dave and Jana will be going. Doug and his wife, Tina, will be going as well. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Like I've told you before, we're not the typical tour. We do uh, plan for a few extra days because uh, flying over there is essentially a whole travel day. Flying back is about the same. So a lot of these trips that are eight days or 10 days, um, you don't think about it up front, but two of those days are traveling. So we plan for like 12 days typically or so. That way that you can get 
uh, the best bang for your buck being in the Holy Land. Uh, we want you to experience everything you possibly can. And uh, another cool thing that, that I personally like is that Dave and Doug, they're not going to be riding around in the limo or their own private um, uh, bus or anything like that. They are in the bus with you. They eat lunch with you. They, they eat dinner with you. We have discussions after dinner as a group together. There's a lot of cool things that are happening, and they are there walking with you the whole way uh, for every single site. And then they explain things uh, through a, a prophecy perspective. So we have a very fun and unique trip, and you get to be shoulder to shoulder with Dave and Doug the whole time. And um, so it's quite an exciting thing. You can learn more about it at endtime.com slash tour. Uh, or you can give us a call at 800 end time and ask for Jana and Brittany. Once again, there's only 30-some spots left for this upcoming tour, and I believe we have a deadline on uh, what to tell the, um, the travel agency that we use for plane tickets. I think we have a deadline coming up here in a few weeks where we have to finalize that number. So if you want to join us, now is the time to call and uh, get your name on that list. 800 end times the number to call. All right, Doug, this... Um, Earthquake in Turkey. We've got some clips to show people, but we also have some commentary to provide. Uh, how do you want to approach this? Video first or commentary first? Uh, let's go ahead and look at the video because it kind of shows you the devastation that's going on there. All right, let's take a look. National search and rescue effort underway in Turkey and Syria. Yeah, more than 6,000 people are dead and tens of thousands more are hurt after two earthquakes rocked the region within hours of each other on Monday. Nearly 15,000 emergency personnel are now on the ground just in Turkey. We're also seeing harrowing scenes like this video of a fire erupting at a major port in Turkey where the earthquakes caused hundreds of cargo containers to topple over. Firefighters are still struggling to put that out. NBC News foreign correspondent Matt Bradley joins us now from southern Turkey. Matt, we're looking at these images we have seen over the past couple of days. Buildings pancaked, reduced to rubble. We're also seeing uh, rescuers managing to get some survivors out. What is it like on the ground there right now? Yeah, I mean, this is coming. A similar situation is happening right behind me. One of nearly 6,000 structures all throughout Turkey that have been dropped to basically nothing. Now, we've been here for several hours. Before, a couple of hours ago, this was mostly people from around the neighborhood who rushed here to try to pitch in, to try to, even using their bare hands, trying to pull out their neighbors, their friends, their loved ones from underneath just this just totally destroyed residential building. Now, uh, we saw for the first time a Bulgarian team coming in here. That put a silence over the crowd. No one spoke. They were instructed not to say anything. And it looked like this Bulgarian team came out with what looked like some sophisticated sounding equipment. And uh, they were trying, it sounds like, to try to find anybody who was alive underneath that wreckage. Now, it's not looking like they found anyone alive. And some of the people that we've spoken to said they don't have much hope that they're still going to find anybody alive here. And that is the situation, again, all throughout Turkey with some 6,000, nearly 6,000 buildings demolished. Matt, what a scene behind you and just imagining people pulling their neighbors out, as you said, just totally heartbreaking. I also know that temperatures there dipped below zero last night while hundreds of aftershocks continued shaking the area throughout this. I know that's still ongoing. How is all this impacting these ongoing search and rescue efforts? 
Well, of course, it's been painful and difficult for the rescue workers dealing with that extreme cold. Now, it's not so cold here, though. It is it is pretty cold, and it's gotten even worse as night has fallen. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what's really bad, and one of, that's one of the reasons that extreme cold you were talking about, why a lot of rescue workers don't necessarily believe that people are going to be surviving the night because uh, they're, you know, they're going to be staying out in the elements all night long. All right. NBC News foreign correspondent Matt Bradley, thank you so much. Please stay safe. So a lot of times, you know, I mean, people that are listening on the radio, they can't understand that magnitude unless they've seen video before. But, um, you know, to look at all those buildings that are destroyed and the comment that he made there that there's been 6,000 buildings destroyed. If there's been that many, I expect these numbers to go way up uh, from where they are now. As of 29 minutes ago, the uh, death toll was 7,000. Okay. And then um, according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, they say that the, the death toll could top 20,000 from their yeah. estimations right now. Wow. And so, yeah, I mean, it just keeps climbing and it, and it looks bad. And that's that's just turkey that they're talking about there this is also causing devastation in syria which borders turkey there Mm -hmm. and they've been in a civil war or or back and forth with a war there uh, where turkish troops have come in and fought for one side of that civil war and they've sent rebels in and uh to try to help in that war and so there's been this has just been an area that's been uh really unstable for a very long time now i mean starting back uh, you know, briefly after the Arab Spring, all this started, the turmoil began after it happened in Egypt, then it started happening in Syria. So uh, just more devastation for that area. And uh, I know that one of the questions that we we get, and we got this question yesterday when this was mentioned, is, uh, is this in Bible prophecy? Is, is that earthquake in Turkey in Bible prophecy? And that specific earthquake I don't know that it is. There are earthquakes in Bible prophecy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, you know, to answer that question, the, the Bible tells us that there's going to be earthquakes in the last days. Well, Doug, uh, Matthew 24 says there's famines, pestilences, mm-hmm. and earthquakes in diverse places. Yeah. Uh, and it also says that this is the beginning of sorrows. Right. Now, obviously, when there's an earthquake like this, it's very sorrowful. Absolutely. I mean, all these deaths, I, I heard about a uh, pregnant woman who delivered her baby under the rubble. Mm-hmm. The baby survived. She passed away. Mm. Of course, there's thousands of people dead, so there's yeah. stories that are very sorrowful. But what does that mean there in that verse where these are the beginning of sorrows? Well, I mean, really, Vince, this is one of those places in Matthew 24 that you're talking about where I believe, and I've, I've told people that I believe that that's where we are right now because it talks about wars and rumors of wars. It talks about famines and pestilence. All that is, is right there in that. And when Jesus says that these things are going to happen, but those are the beginning of sorrows, he's letting us know that these are the things to be looking for, but the end is not yet, that mm-hmm. it's not coming yet. There's other things that are going to happen. And if you keep reading there, in Matthew 24, one of the last things that happens is it says in this gospel, the kingdom must be preached into all of the world and then the end shall come. Right after that scripture, we go right into the abomination of desolation as spoken of by the prophet Daniel. And then we jump right into the tribulation. So we know that these things are going to happen. They've been happening for a very long time, Vince, and they're going to continue to happen. But you know, when, go ahead. So, well, I was just going to say, it remind, the way you describe that, it reminds me a lot of um, the birthing process. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to claim to know anything about what a woman goes through. <laughs> right. But we had our babies at home. 
mm -hmm. just to make you know the, the viewers uncomfortable. We had our babies right. at home, and um, I was my wife's doula. And in my training, uh, we had other people there. It wasn't just me. Right. But um, my, my dad accused us of having a, a mop bucket and a wooden spoon like the olden days. But it was a little <laughs> bit more sophisticated than that. But nonetheless, in my training, the midwife said, now she's going to go into labor and she's going to have some pains. But when she looks at you in a way that only a woman can while they're in labor and says, it's time, yeah, you know it's serious. Right. And if we're not here yet, call us immediately. And that happened for one of the three births. But yeah. they were able to get there. Everything's fine. Nonetheless, <laughs> when you start talking about it that way, I'm sitting here going, okay, you know, we we all know how this this birthing process works, and I can I can see the build up to something right. uh, major happening. And and while this Turkish earthquake that occurred um, may not specifically be in Bible prophecy, I can feel it being um, you know alarms that are going off that something oh, greater yeah. is coming. Yeah, most definitely. Um, you know, I mean, just the. What's happening there with the people that are uh, reaching out? One of the things that they said, I, I want to just say this so that people understand, there are many countries that are going to help. And one of them that they don't even talk about here is Israel, who is right there close to Turkey. And, uh, you know, the Bible talks about Turkey is going to... Uh, kind of come down with those Russian troops at the Battle of Armageddon. But right now, the Israeli people are there helping these people out like they always are. And this is something that uh, Israel does quite often, like the United States. Mm -hmm. When their neighbors are hurting, they go and they try to help. And so they're doing that, and they don't get a lot of credit. We get credit because we like to pat ourselves on the back, you know, and say America's doing things. But Israel's there also, even though these people are prophesied as being enemies of Israel. Mm -hmm. uh, Syria is allowing uh, Iranian troops to come in and build um, you know, military sites there, right there on the border of Israel, and they're still there in Syria helping their neighbors out when their neighbors need it. So that that is something you can take from this and see a little bit of hope for mankind and understand it's not as bad as, uh, you know, we, we think a lot of times there's still good in the world. It's not all evil, but... Uh, yeah, this is definitely a, a devastating story. Now, Doug, we're actually connected to um, preachers that are living mm -hmm. undercover in Turkey mm -hmm. because it's illegal to preach the Bible there. Right. Um, but we're connected to these people. Um, we have not been able to get in contact with them yet. Um, mm -hmm. And their church building where they gather undercover has been destroyed. Yeah. We have pictures of it. Um, so we're trying to work out the details where perhaps, you know, we could share the need with the viewers that, um, you know, there's a lot that, that there's a lot of help that's needed, and of yeah. course, financial help is a, a great benefit. So, if we're able to gather that information, we'll probably be sharing it here. But nonetheless, um, there is opportunity here. You're talking about the the gospel being preached around the world. Well, mm -hmm. we happen to be connected to the people in Turkey yeah. that would be preaching the gospel there, and so we hope to be able to help with that, and I know you all are on board with that too. Now, is there a, a specific earthquake in the Bible? Like, we can't find this one necessarily, right. but which one is in the Bible, or which two, or however many there are? Yeah, absolutely. So that's where the prophecy comes in, and it's interesting that we're up to that number 7,000 because the prophecy in the Bible specifically says 7,000 people will die that day when this earthquake comes. Now, we know this is not the earthquake because the earthquake that's prophesied 
uh, that Vince is talking about is in Revelation 11, and it happens at the time that the two witnesses uh, rise from the dead and are called up into heaven, and the Lord comes back in the air. And so it's kind of one event. Yeah, it's one event, and it's told several different times in Scripture. And okay. so I thought maybe we could help people understand where that's at today. Uh, by allowing them to, to hear some of these scriptures. So starting with Revelation 11? Yeah. All right, verse 13 says, In the same hour there was a great earthquake. Now, we're not reading the verse before, but can you tell us what the same hour means? Yeah, the same hour is when those two witnesses are called up into heaven. So they've been killed. They okay. lay in the street for three and a half days. And in that same hour where the Lord says, Come up here and the dead rise up. That's when this earthquake also happens. So it sounds like you just described the rapture. Right. That's right. And the rapture <laughs> did not happen yet. No, the rapture has not happened. So that earthquake is not this. The, the, the earthquake in Turkey is not this earthquake. Right. What about people that are saying, was there even really an earthquake? Was it not something else? Because well, we don't know what to say about that except for yeah, the best we can tell you is it was an earthquake. Yeah, and it was a huge earthquake. So Yeah. Um, so... In that same hour, the same hour as the rapture, mm -hmm. there was a great earthquake and the tenth part of the city fell. Mm -hmm. What about the city? So the scripture tells us that that city is the city where our Lord was crucified. So it lets us know that it's Jerusalem that this earthquake will take place. Okay. And in the earthquake were slain of men 7,000 and the remnant were affrighted and gave glory to the God of heaven. Yeah. So like you said, it is up to 7,000 now, mm -hmm. but you know, there's plenty more devastation to survey. Yeah. And, and like the WHO has estimated, it's potentially um, going to get up to 20,000. So yeah. again, an, another point there that this isn't, it's interesting that that number is where it is right now, right. but that number is certainly going to go increase. up. Yeah. yeah. And so it's interesting also because people that are not even connected to these scriptures and understand that these scriptures are going to come to pass have in the past uh, predicted that there would be an earthquake in Jerusalem that would kill 7,000 people. And it's interesting because that's exactly what it says in the Bible. So in 2018, uh, there were analysts there and it was reported in the Israel National News that 7,000 people would be killed in a major earthquake very soon in Israel. Was and that a prophecy or just an estimation? No, or? that was a seismologist that uh, were doing like different studies and said that they could see this coming because of the fault lines that are there in Israel. Uh, and then also the Guardian reported the same thing in 2014. There, uh, 2012, they did mock drills there in Israel, in Jerusalem, uh, as going in and looking for survivors of a major earthquake. And because they were doing that, they reported that an Israel quake could actually kill 7,000 people. So it's been predicted as uh, estimated by... Uh, people who study earthquakes and seismology and everything, and they, they have said this could happen, and we know that Scripture tells us that. Uh, but that, that same earthquake, Vince, is in a couple of other places, and maybe we can get to that after the break. Well, we'll just tell people now, Revelation 6 and Revelation 16 is where mm -hmm. it's mentioned. Yeah. Uh, we will get to that after the break. And then also, Doug, maybe uh, there's a special treat on our Facebook feed. There's a prophecy teacher in there talking about, I thought the rapture was Revelation 4. So maybe we can address that after the break as well. You can give us a call at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'll be right back. 
symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part 2, the late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding. Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the end time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you, and we love you. If your station only carries the first 30 minutes of End of the Age, go to endtime.com and click the watch button to continue today's broadcast. You can also finish up later by clicking the archive button. Welcome back to End Time. Vince Stegall here with Doug Norvell. Don't forget to go to endtime.com slash events. Dave is doing a conference in your area in the coming months. So our schedule is there and there are new conferences being added every week. So be sure to keep up with endtime.com slash events so you don't miss it when we are in your area. Also, again, we are going to Israel in a few months and we have about 30 or so uh, seats left that are available to you. Go to endtime.com slash tour or give us a call at 800-END-TIME, 363-8463. Ask for Brittany or Jana to learn more about the tour and how you can join us. All right, Doug, before the break, we were talking about the earthquakes, uh, the earthquake that happened in Turkey and whether or not it was Bible prophecy. We concluded that that specifically was not in Bible prophecy, but we are... we did share about the earthquakes that are. Yes. Um, and how it actually one specific earthquake that's mentioned multiple times. The other references, which we're not going to get into now since we've kind of covered it and we've got calls we need to get to. But Revelation 6, starting in verse 2, is where it's mentioned again. And then Revelation 16, starting in verse 17. Just so everyone knows, this is that same earthquake. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? It's the one, yeah, from... Uh, Not the Turkey one. Yes, Revelation 11. That's correct. All right, now we also have a certain prophecy teacher in our feed (laughs) on Facebook. Yeah. um, And and he said, I thought the rapture happened in Revelation 4. What do we say (laughs) about that? Well, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that believe that. But uh, remember that Revelation is written... Uh, it's not written in chronological order. It's written, and John was told in Revelation chapter 1, 
um, that he needed to write, the things that uh, which thou hast seen, the things that are, and the things that shall be hereafter. Revelation 4 starts the things that shall be hereafter. So all that is future. And when John is called up in the spirit into heaven, that is not the rapture. That is John being called up specifically to be shown the things that must take place hereafter. So everything from Revelation 4 to 22 is hereafter. There we go. Yeah. All right. Well, for those of you that are on Facebook, you know that that prophecy teacher is Dave Robbins. So <laughs> if you are watching on Facebook... Uh, type in the comments, hi Dave, so he can know that you're watching as well. Um, also, don't forget to share this show. It helps break through the algorithm and get to your friends and family. We're getting ready to talk about the potential EMP attacks that might have been stemmed with what China was doing with that balloon. Um, but we're going to go to the calls first. So go ahead and share now. That way, by the time your friends and family see it, uh, we will be talking about that potential EMP attack, which they certainly would need to know about. Uh, we do have open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We're going to go to Joe in New York. Joe, welcome to End Time. How are you today, sirs? We are well. How are you, Joe? Uh, I wish I could be getting younger instead of older, but uh, that's not in my hands. Man, there's so much happening in the world, man. It's getting faster and faster. I know you guys are aware of it, but because uh, my head completely changed, I was going to call and discuss the mark of the beast and the technology that exists that most people don't know about, but that's not on my heart. We're talking about Matthew 24 when the Lord said and used the analogy of the pains of childbirth that you guys touched upon it. I witnessed uh, two sons and two daughters being born. I have four children. And I'm telling you, the birth pains start off mild, and they get more intense and closer together. And that's why the Lord used that analogy. And I believe the time of birth pains, something I saw in the Spirit. And uh, this is not... I'm not a prophet of God. I'm just a little old man that loves Jesus, but I spend lots and lots of time loving him and being alone listening to him. I believe this time started, this time of birth pains, started in November of 2019 when locusts, huge amounts of locusts, were birthed on the continent of Africa. And at the same time, I believe this COVID-19 was released into the world that same month. I believe that was an obvious sign to me as I prayed this through. And things are getting more and more intense. There's going to be lots of earthquakes. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be volcanoes, which we've seen a great increase in the activity of volcanoes, which I think goes hand in hand with earthquakes. But... I think as the body of Christ, the point I want to make is that what I told Irving once is that when we know the prophecies, it tunes us spiritually. Now, in, in being fine-tuned as the body of Christ, we have the first job, that is to pray. Us, I believe, here in the USA, we are to intercede for our nation because that's our job. We got to do it. So just knowing the prophecies, I could read the Bible, and I've been doing it and studying prophecies for 45 years. We have to take that insight that Holy Spirit gives us, and we have to do stuff. We just can't sit back and pontificate, oh, how well I know the scriptures. 
We have to live it. We have to see in Holy Spirit. I believe we're in the, in the time of the, of the birth pains, and it's going to get more and more intense. And to briefly touch upon the technology that exists about the mark of the beast, completely changing the subject. <laughs> I worked in the telecom, long-distance telecom system for 20 years. The satellite communications, how the Internet works, is redundant. There's more than one pathway. There's a lot of stuff that happens from those satellites, man, mm -hmm. a lot that the general public doesn't know. But even if certain things happened that interfered with you and me being able to get the Internet, that doesn't mean that there isn't a secondary communications that if someone has a certain mark, um, a certain chip, let's say, in their hand, arm, or their forehead, you could knock out the Internet, but satellites can still control those chips, man. The technology exists. Yeah. There's redundancy. There's more than one pathway from those satellites to the to the computers all around the world. Absolutely, it's, Joe. It's very complicated. You're totally right, and we're going to get into some of this EMP attack uh, conversation uh, here in a bit. We always appreciate hearing from you. I still think you need to launch a show, but uh, <laughs> that's not a conversation for today, I don't suppose. But I'm, I'm praying about it. God, all right. have to. Well, if you keep calling, I'll keep reminding you about it. So yes, please do. Thanks for your call, Joe. We always love hearing from you, and we're praying for you and your family, you and your wife specifically, as you navigate uh, the season that the Lord has you in. Thank you so much for calling. God bless you, Joe. Uh, Doug, we're going to go to Brenda in Canada now. Brenda, welcome to End Time. Hello. Hi, Brenda. You're on the air. Hi. I'm in California. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Welcome to the show. That's What's okay. your question today? Well, I just had a couple of comments. Um, I know that during the uh, tribulation, the Mark of the Beast will be using the um, technology all around the world. And also, um, even though that will occur then, we could still have an EMP attack now that would mess things up. I mean, just because it would happen now doesn't mean it would continue then. Just like if Putin invades or has war in some way with Europe, eventually, after the war, then uh, maybe Putin would be gone. Russia and Europe could then make amends, get back together as they're uh, working together in the one world system. But we could have dysfunctionality in that way now, but that doesn't mean it would last through uh, the whole seven years or whatever we have left until sure. the Lord returns. Right. So you're so absolutely right, Brenda. Right. Right. The other thought is that um, anybody that keeps talking about this person being the Antichrist or that person being the Antichrist. Of course, you know, we're all curious, and we'll know de definitely eventually. But we have to remember that the Bible says they will be of Italian descent. Um, that doesn't mean they are maybe living in Italy right now, but they have to have Italian descent to go along with the Daniel thing that people of uh, that 
destroyed um, Jerusalem in 70 AD, the Romans, that that would be where the Antichrist would originate from, his lineage. So saying that Trump or Zelensky or anybody else, uh, we have to consider do they have Italian heritage in their background? And it just seems like so many people forget that important part of the prophecy. Well, Brenda, let me just say this. We, we don't necessarily think that the Antichrist has to be Italian, but he has to be from that revived Holy Roman Empire. Remember, Rome, they covered a vast variety of peoples. It wasn't just Italy. They, they conquered many different places. And so whenever that Lisbon Treaty was signed, it was signed with the EU. And that Lisbon Treaty has those countries that were in the original uh, Holy Roman Empire. And so when we see, when we talk about that, it just has to come from that revived Roman Empire. So it could be someone from Europe, not necessarily of Italian descent. You understand what I'm saying? Oh, yes. Uh, that, that's a very good point. Now, Brenda, we have a webpage, uh, endtime.com slash antichrist. And on that page, we give 50 uh, characteristics of the Antichrist. According to the Bible, we give scripture references to each one. So you can go to endtime.com slash Antichrist and see those uh, prophecies that the Bible gave us to look for uh, in who the Antichrist will be. There's also a few links there to some videos that we've put out specifically on the Antichrist. So be sure to check that out, endtime.com slash Antichrist. And uh, there's a lot of information there about that. We thank you so much for your call. We appreciate it very much. We do have some open lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. Doug, I know we're short on time here in this segment, but this story about the Chinese balloon uh, being a potential dry run for the EMP attack, I feel like we really need to cover that, especially since we've been talking about it and everybody wants to know what in the world yeah. that could be about. And, and is it going to be World War III? You know, everyone wants to know that as well. So what do we need to know about the potential there? Well, this has been reported by several different uh, agencies that have said that this could have been a dry run for that. And it could because the atmosphere those things fly in, if it had a nuclear device on there that could be detonated or be set off, uh, even if we shot it and caused the explosion, it could cause an EMP, which all that has to happen is a nuclear bomb would have to be detonated at a certain uh, altitude that would cover a wide area and it would balloon out or, or umbrella out, I guess is a better analogy of it, to where it would cover uh, the power grids and it could knock the power grids down. And one of the things that's interesting about it, Vince, is uh, it's now been reported that there's another one uh, in South America, mm -hmm. over Latin America, which uh, would make sense because we're kind of in line with each other there and we would it, they could take out power grids on either place. But if, if nothing else, if what China said about this balloon, that it's just a commercial or a civilian balloon that gauges weather and it just got away, well, now we have two of them that have gotten away which doesn't make a lot of sense, but they were flying specifically over military installations where we have uh, nuclear weapons, missiles that would launch from locations and it was flying over some of those locations. So this whole thing is very suspicious and, and definitely not just a surveillance balloon. Absolutely, and the Washington Examiner actually wrote a report on this, so we're gonna dive into that more on the other side of the break. Again, we have open lines at 877 in time 
877-363-8463. Hey, don't forget to go to endtime.com tour to learn more about our upcoming trip to Israel. Uh, we'd love for you to join us. Go there to learn more. We'll be right back. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began the ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. End Time is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back to End Time Open Lines at 877-END-TIME, 877-363-8463. We'd love for you to call and join Doug and I today. Doug, we were talking about the Chinese balloon that might have been a dry run or speculated by the Washington Examiner as a potential dry run for an EMP attack. So EMP is electromagnetic pulse attack, mm -hmm. and it's triggered by a nuclear explosion. What I think is interesting about this um, is the connection to what Japan did to drop balloons, spy balloons as they were called, in World War II. Mm -hmm. It seems like super old school that they would fly a balloon over, right? And that this could like this that the fact that this when I heard about a Chinese spy balloon, I was thinking, now what in the world? Of course, there was a picture with it on Twitter or video or whatever it was that I saw. And I'm going, is this really like, <laughs> you know? Because like satellites, yeah. they can. Like if you get on Google Earth or any of these places like that, yeah. you can see stuff in your backyard. Right. Why do we need a balloon floating around to 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 see closer into what's happening? And so yeah. it seemed kind of like a farce to me uh, initially, but it's just interesting that, that people are making that connection back to Japan and the potential of an EMP attack that if occurred, I mean, it could kill millions of people as the Washington Examiner uh, speculates as a mm -hmm. potential outcome of that. Well, the really scary thing about events is I, I think that we would see a dark side of our own nation if something like that happened because you think about what it's going to do. It's going to kill everything electrical. So it's going to destroy electrical systems that run our sewage and our water. So that means we would have no sewage and water. Uh, it, we wouldn't be able to transport groceries to the grocery stores and things like that. That's why they're saying it's not necessarily that there would be a nuclear fallout that would kill people. People would die because of starvation and things like that. I've seen predictions before where they said if something like this was to happen in the United States, within 18 months, half of our population would be gone. Uh, because of the fact that people just don't know how to self-sustain anymore and they're not prepared for things. And so it, it is one of those situations that I know can cause alarm and make people get scared and go into panic mode. I mean, we go into panic mode around here. We had ice on the ground last week and <laughs> the grocery stores, I'm sure, right before the ice got here, were cleaned out with milk and bread and toilet paper and what everything little else. little milk and bread and eggs were left yeah, were taken. Right. And so, you know, I mean, we, we already 
do that just naturally as human beings. But I'm telling you, I, I don't believe, for one thing, I don't believe this is going to happen here because of Bible prophecy, uh, because this would be, this could destroy the United States of America. And, and we believe that we are here all the way through the tribulation uh, helping Israel because of Revelation 12, 14. So, uh, through I, the tribulation, right before the second coming of Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Right into the second coming of Jesus. Yeah, and so that's, that's why I don't think something like this is going to happen here. Now, we know uh, when World War III happens, and of course, this, something like that, an attack like that would definitely cause us to go into war immediately. Uh, but you, you think about something like that happening, even if there's a war, we believe, uh, not even if, when there is a war, uh, if that is nuclear, there's going to be a nuclear exchange. Well, it's not going to shut everything down because if it did, just like this, people would die because they wouldn't be able to sustain themselves. There are going to be nations that survive those things that are going to be able to help the nations who do lose power grids and things like that. Now, could we have an attack on some power grids? Absolutely. But to say our entire nation would be shut down by something like this and millions of people would die here, I think that that's exaggerated because of what we know and understand from Bible prophecy. So. What's a, a follower of Christ's proper response to stuff like this? Because we get people who are believers mm -hmm. and they call and email in and they are legit scared right. about the potential of a war, about... Uh, the coming mark of the beast and how they're going to have to, you know, I've, I've read one email, I think it was, um, that where someone said, I'm going to have to choose between the mark and feeding my children, mm -hmm. and they're going nuts about it right now, Doug. So right. what do we tell people, especially uh, believers, people who right. are supposed to be in the Word um, and having this peace that passes all understanding, yeah. how do we help folks like that? Well, see, that, that's the, the thing. Yesterday, Dave mentioned some things. He talked about the armor of God and having the armor of God on. Um, those are important things to remember because Scripture tells us in Matthew uh, chapter 6 that if we are doing the business of the kingdom work and we're seeking the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all the things that we need are going to be there for us. He's mm. going to take care of us. We're in a different ecosystem than what the world's we in. We really are. I mean, you look, at, you look at what happened with the Hebrew children when they were in the desert. Their shoes didn't wear out for 40 years. Uh, they had food every day. Now that Manna. would make a lot of people's wives upset if they didn't get to buy shoes for some <laughs> years. That's true, especially mine. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, you look at how God provided for His people. And if we're doing God's business and if we're about seeking Him and doing His will in our lives, He's going to make sure that our lives are there, that He's going to take care of us. And the Bible tells us that uh, He who endures until the end, He will be saved. And mm -hmm. so we need to be in that that kind of mode. We need to be uh, telling people about the Lord Jesus. We need to be thinking about the kingdom of God all the time. And we need to rely on the Lord. That's what He wants us to do. He wants us to rely on Him. Uh, Joe mentioned something earlier. Uh, he talked about locusts happening at the same time the pestilence did uh, or the COVID vaccine did. Well, there is a scripture in uh, Chronicles uh, that talks about in Second Chronicles 7 and it talks about that specifically. It talks about locusts in there and it talks about the land not receiving water and that pestilence would come among his people. But it says, if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sins and heal their land. These are promises that we have as Christians, as born again believers. If we will seek God all the time, he's going to take care of us, Vince. 
So we don't have anything to be afraid of. No, we don't have to be afraid. We're in a different ecosystem. Mm -hmm. When troubles come, no matter if it's an EMP or a death of someone that we love so much, right. we can tap into his spirit. Absolutely. If we've been born again, oh, we probably don't need to get off onto that right now, Doug, <laughs> but we will. Yeah. Um, when you're born again, you're born again into this kingdom. Right. Uh, we talk a lot about being born again, and we have a webpage that describes what that means exactly according to the Bible. Go to endtime.com slash reborn to learn more about what it means to be born again. Once that happens, you take on this newness of life. The disciples called, called it being transformed. These were people who relied on the worldly ecosystem. Some of them relied on the ecosystem of the government of that day from the Romans. And when they were born again, all that old stuff passed away and they became new. And they didn't have to worry. Now, there was a learning curve, Doug. You and I have been through that as well, <laughs> yeah, where we definitely. might have been born again. We might have been trusting in the Lord, but yeah. we kind of started looking at the waves like Peter did. Mm -hmm. And we fell, but yeah. we're getting back up. Right. And so uh, once you're born again, these things that worry the world, they don't have to worry you anymore. Um, and so seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things will be added unto you exactly the way that the Lord intends it to be in your life. We call that God gravity and there might be more about that on a uh, End Time Plus uh, later on yeah. this year. So Sounds like a good program. Stick around for more of that. We are going to get to the phones now. We don't have a lot of time left but we have a lot of callers so we're going to try to get through each call quickly. Um, so get right to your questions if we're able to get to you. We will start with Jim in the truck. Jim, welcome to In Time. Jim, are you there? Praise the there Lord, is. guys. How's it going? Hey, we're well. How are you, sir? Doing all right. You know, be anxious for nothing, but, you know, just we need to just trust God. And I'll tell you, what I do is I get up every morning, I put the phone on my shoulder, and it says, the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. So that's what I do. I walk. Good idea. A little, little sermonette. And, you know, we start your day with the hearing of the Word. We, it, it says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So we need to take control of this because we're the ambassadors of Christ. We need to take control. I feel Spirit of God talk about this. And I want to say hi to Joe out there in New York in that foreign <laughs> land, man. Talk about having a table set before him in the midst of his enemies. But what I wanted to mention also was is Elon Musk. I've seen a video of him coming out talking about artificial intelligence, AI. And I'm, and I'm a little concerned. I'm not afraid, okay? I, we can be concerned and actually pay attention to what's going on out there on the horizon with these things that are coming in at an alarming rate, which... Um, could they got they got these what do you guys know about this they got these robots now now i know it has nothing to do with the with four angels bound and the great river euphrates for an hour a day a month and a year but elon musk says that these things could be a problem and actually be like the terminator thing i know it sounds a little ridiculous i said dog a message transhumanism yeah it, it yeah it, okay that sounds that futuristic for sure jim uh and I've seen other videos that talk about it. I've seen them where they can man those uh, dog-looking robots with weapons, and they can go into places and clear a, a, a place out instead of sending a soldier in and things like that. But because the Bible uh, you know, tells us specifically about an army of 200 million men, I don't believe it'll be a 200 million uh, 
army of AI robots. I just don't think that we're going to get there. I think we're going to see a 200 million man army that will start that war. And, of course, the Bible tells us that a third of mankind is killed by the smoke, the fire, and the brimstone. And so I, I think that those are the things that realistically we look at. Now, uh, these things are out there, so they're real. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying they're not real things. Those are real robots. I just don't think that's what the Bible's talking about in, uh, in Revelation chapter 9, where it tells us about that Third World War. Amen. You know, Doug, I, I always text Doug a lot, and I, I love you both. I really do, Vince and Doug. And uh, I, I got to tell you, though, uh, it's just I got a thousand questions. There's other callers there, but listen, I'm listening all the time. And listen, have a blessed day in Jesus' name. I love you both. Love you too, Jim. God bless you. Uh, let's go to Tom in Idaho. Tom, welcome to End Time. Yes, yes, brothers. I was curious on uh, how well uh, Turkey and Iran get along, and will uh, do you think Iran might take advantage of Turkey's weakened condition? I think Iran is going to take advantage of anything they can. <laughs> uh, but I don't think that Turkey is weakened to the point to where Iran could come in there and take things over. Now, uh, I do believe that they'll be allies. I, I think that they'll help one another uh, even militarily down the road because the, they're all going to be part of that invading force that comes against Israel. Uh, but as, as it is right now, I don't think that Iran is going to take advantage of this situation with so many different nations over there trying to help. I think right now what's really going on is this is a humanitarian effort trying to save lives and pull people out of there. Uh, a video I saw today, uh, a young girl that looked like she was maybe six years old uh, came out of the rubble. They went in and got her and pulled her out. And that's what people are trying to do right now. They're focused on that. I don't think that the evil hearts are in there uh, getting their tentacles in everything right now. I just don't think that's what's happening. Well, that makes me feel better. Thank you, brothers. Yes, sir. God bless you, Tom. Thanks for your call, Tom. Now, Doug, according to Bible prophecy, I mean, there's nothing we can point to that would say one way or the other for what Tom was asking right. as well. So right. I think that's important for us to note. Yeah. Um, now, one thing we didn't get to talk about that we said we really had hoped to was this edible vaccine thing. Mm -hmm. uh, with less than a minute left, can you give a quick rundown of what that is and, and what we should be looking for there? But what they're talking about, researchers have developed a way to uh, have the vaccine brought up in these plants, like green plants, like lettuce, uh, you mentioned even uh, tomatoes and cucumbers where it can be grown into food. And so where people don't want to be injected with the COVID vaccine, it's specifically noted COVID-19 vaccine and it talks about mRNA vaccines. Now you can ingest them by eating a salad. And that wouldn't be the mark of the beast, right? Just so we covered no, that. We're, we're going to know when that mark of the beast comes, folks, and we're going to have an opportunity to deny that mark. All right. Well, again, you can have peace and hope in this time. There's a lot of churches and groups that we're connected to in your area. Go to endtime.com slash contact, fill out the form, select minister, and uh, ask us for a group in your area that believes like End Time does. Be sure to do that today. You can submit your prayer request there as well. We'll be right back here. Don't forget to go to endtime.com and watch.endtime.com for thousands of hours of content for free. We'll see you here tomorrow at 3 p.m. Central Time.